Boom. Welcome to episode two of the Power Start podcast. So technically, this episode was already out there in three parts. Part one was on Devin Larratt's YouTube channel. Part two was on Matt Masks. And part three was actually on mine. This is a combination of all three parts put together. And you get a fancy intro. So just to give you a bit of a background on who I was talking to, uh, we had Devin, No Limits Larratt, Matt, Wild Horse Mask, and Jody Larratt, Devin's wife, uh, came and stopped by for a bit. So if you don't know anything about these guys, these are some of the top arm wrestlers in Canada. Um, Devin being one of the top guys in the world, you know, you can make the argument that he's probably number one in the world right now. Shortly after the podcast, Devin actually had a arm wrestling match with Michael Todd, who at the time was number one or number two in the world. The only guy, you know, outside of those three guys contending for that top spot is this guy, LaVon. He's this Georgian monster kind of hiding in the shadows. So Michael Todd was actually supposed to have a match with LaVon in Dubai, but things fell through. And Devin jumped in short notice and kind of put on the performance of a lifetime and probably the biggest arm wrestling event of all time to date. And he's doing the same thing again, literally right now. There's a boxing match, um, and Devin's not a boxer, between Eddie Hall and Thor Bjornsson that fell through because Eddie Hall uh, got injured and... You know, Devin, being the wild man he is, decided, put me in, coach. And he jumped in as a late replacement to Eddie Hall and is now fighting Thor Bjornsson in a boxing match in, in less than four weeks or less than five weeks. Sorry. In less than a month, either way. And uh, anyway, shortly after the podcast, Matt Mask also had a match against uh, Ermes Gasparini, who, again, is another phenomenal arm wrestler, one of the top guys in the world. And... Uh, so the way the podcast came together was, you know, Matt Mask was coming in town and uh, me and Devin were talking and he thought it'd be a great opportunity to sit everybody down and, you know, get some good content on, you know, talking about what's going on. We talked a lot about arm wrestling culture. Definitely the troll army came up and uh, yeah, it was, it was very interesting. It was very interesting. And then Jody being Devin's wife gave us a bit of, you know, insight into, you know, other things going on behind the scenes. And I'm not sure if we talked much about Jody's ventures, but uh, she's producing a show right now. She has all kinds of really cool stuff going on. But uh, yeah, I don't know, enough rambling. You know, let's get on with the episode. So yeah, episode two of the Power Start podcast with uh, Devin Larratt, Matt Mask, and Jody Larratt. How you guys ever notice when uh, you drink and you lift this finger? Sign of class. Is that right? Eh? You ever notice that? You're a classy <laughs> dude. See that? Yeah. Hey, so this is super cool. So I feel like we're in like the most checked out podcast room. Uh, you know, we got we got umbrellas with lights. We got these super super mics. Uh, we got cameras everywhere. We got we got the foam for the. For the echo, 
Good job, Matthias. Look Thanks, at you man. go, I'm man. Impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. Such a checked out dude. Uh, anybody who doesn't know uh, Matthias, uh, well, actually, this podcast, we're going to chop it up. Yeah, we'll uh, put it everywhere. Yeah, so it's, I'll, I'll have part one going over to Matt's channel for part two and Matthias's channel for part three. Uh, obviously, you guys probably know Matt by now. Matthias and I met about, I don't know, it's been six months? Time Something flies, like that. Man. Some of it, yeah, like six yeah. months or so. I met uh, Matthias yesterday. There we go. That's yeah. right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> M- Matthias and I met through the Armbet app, and Matthias is now the the uh, the team lead for all the programmers uh, in Armbet, just as a another thing that Matthias does. Hmm. Not ju- He doesn't just do this kick-ass podcast. Second episode. I haven't done too much yet, right? So... You know, you're you're one. We we have done some good stuff though. Like True. some of the funny stuff that you guys have seen on my channel, a lot of it is coming from Matthias. Just so you guys know, like uh, like the Levon interview, which was fucking hilarious. Oh my god! So that's this is the brains behind that operation, guys. It's it's Matthias, and uh, there's some more funny stuff coming <laughs> that I'm really I'm really excited about. You know, maybe the outro will make it. Oh yeah. The... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's let's give a little teaser in there. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So one big happy family now, and now we got Matt come in from Red Deer just to beat the piss out of my arm, and and you got a match coming up too, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, there's still working through the details. Still working on the final final details, but we should. Should be here and putting out an announcement probably within the next day or two. Hey, can we talk about that like right now? Like before we get deep into this podcast. When are we going to be airing this? About a week or so. But listen, we don't need to talk about the details of the match. I just want to talk about Ermies. What about Because it is Ermies, right? Like everybody knows Matt's lining up a match with Ermies. Yeah. Okay. So. Ermies is lining up a match with me. Right. Ermies is after you. Yeah. Like to me. There can be no debate. Hermes Gasparini is a phenomenal arm wrestler. World class. Phenomenal. Oh my God. Like uh bring it closer. You know, you watch this guy arm wrestle, he's just he's he's exactly the way you should arm wrestle. Perfect. But it pisses me off that this guy is so whiny. It really does. Like it really pisses me off. As how come he can be such a good arm wrestler and and be so not cool at all? <laughs> like how does that work, Ermes? Ermes, Matt, fucking, I shouldn't swear. There's just no I swear. swear. I always yeah. beep it out. Yeah, yeah. You're not beeping nothing out, are you? I can. Depends yeah. where you put it. Yeah. You know that was, I we y'all take losses, right? Like you take losses and whatever you do, and sometimes you gotta take a punch on the chin, right? And, you know, the best thing you can do is take it when it when you deserve it. You got to take it, and like man, as a as a human being, if you don't, if you like make excuses and make yourself unaccountable, it's just it doesn't show a positive future, you know. And man, you take a loss, you just you swallow that thing. Everybody wants to be a victim nowadays, right? Makes me a bit sad. You know, if you beat him again. Well, now there will be no excuses. Oh, right? my God. There will be nothing. I'll say this, though. Some of the best troll names are Ermi's names. They're really good. So, yeah, some of yeah. the best ones. Yeah. The, the best is like, Herpes. 
Hermes Gasparini. Hermes has no weenie. That one's good. Yeah, Dude is a, for real, he is a phenomenal arm wrestler. He is a phenomenal arm wrestler. Yeah. And, His uh, athletic ability is but, almost unmatched by, by most, right? So. Man. Pisses me off. Pisses me off the way. And everybody got on board with it afterwards. They were like, they were like, putting so much stake into what happened after you just won the match when you went over and you even watch the grip. Like you go over and put your hand on his, he's all loaded up and he folds you over a couple of times. You're like, good job, buddy. Yeah. You're not as, you're not that bad. And he like, and he took that and he freaking ran. He ran, he ran with it. It's so upsetting to me. I hate getting pissed off about stuff. And that pisses me off, man. Because I love Devin arm wrestling. Get mad very often, I, right? But it does. It pisses me <laughs> off when I see stuff like that because it's like I know this is an awesome guy, but he's not being cool. He's not being cool. Devin just creating sound bites right now. I <laughs> hope you. I hope it's like part two was just like part one, and then I and then and listen, if and when you beat him. I want you to go on that practice table afterwards, and I want you to let him beat you one more time. What? I want you go to that practice table afterwards, and you give him the practice table victory. And so I will. yeah, you got you. That's got to be a thing. It's got to be a, tro- a thing. Get a trophy made up. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring a medallion with me. No, I mean like a, a practice table trophy, practice table yeah. champ trophy. I don't know if they deserve a trophy. I think it should just be a medallion. I don't know. I have, I have a buddy of mine. He does 3D printing. And he, he could make like... What about stickers? Yeah. You could make like a sticker. a sticker. Practice table champ. Practice. Just a, like a star. A big star. A star. <laughs> a star is good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could, I could put that on my shirt maybe. That was pretty hot today at practice. Yeah. I think, I, I think only Porkchop beat me today. All right. Yeah. yeah. You guys go all day? Off and on all day, yeah. 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 We're going we're gonna to hit it hard for like the next four, probably. Well, yeah. what is it? Next three, four Tuesday, days. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. We'll, we'll turn into hamburger here over the next couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. So just for anybody who doesn't know, you guys are essentially the number one and number two arm wrestlers in Canada, I would say, right? I think we have been for some yeah. time. It's been a few years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Matt and I met about 20 years ago. 21 years ago. 21 years ago, yeah. So Matt was just 2000. a 14-year-old boy walking into the bar. And, uh, I was 18. Eight, so he was 18. <laughs> so 14 plus 4. And yeah. uh, me being, you know, I don't know, what was I, like 23 at that time? What I thought you were like 29 or yeah. 30. Something yeah, like that. I had a big, full beard and, you know. All yeah. sorts of scars and just like that. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't quite like that. <laughs> That's the exaggerated yeah. version. Yeah. yeah. Oh, pretty good. We all know Devin can't hit, so pretty good. Back then, <laughs> back then I was a bit faster. You were faster, yeah. Back you're then, also a lot thinner too. Yeah, so thinner, faster. You're lean, mean. Yeah. Yeah, carrying around about three and a half percent body fat. God damn it! What happened, man? Yeah, you what let happened? yourself go. I really let have. yourself go. <laughs> Jeez. So where where was this? Where'd you guys have your first match? That was in uh, Big Luke's North Bay, two thousand Provincials, Ontario. Okay. That's when that was. Was that the first time? 
That, yeah, because there was the Collinwood tournament. That was about a month and a half prior, but I never competed with you. You right. ended up beating. That was the first tournament that right. you beat Mike Gould. But we pulled tournament. afterwards, right? No, we never did pull that day. Uh, it wasn't. It was after Provincial. Uh, after Provincials, we ended up pulling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that better. you should never get old, people. Don't uh, don't get old, whatever you do. Uh, hold on to that youth. Yeah, yeah they, just... they get clinics for that now, right? Yeah, they do. That's young right. forever. Youth clinics? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get on that right away. Because uh, once it starts sliding, you become a king's mover. And nobody <laughs> likes a king's mover. That's the truth. Nobody so what, likes. So what's old and arm wrestling now, I guess? Devin. <laughs> Devin's old. I Devin, think Ron Bath is old. There's a couple dividing lines. I think that I think that you start to actually your first part of getting old is sometime in your mid thirties. Yeah. I think that that's the first part when it's like your injuries like you take a little longer to heal, yeah. wake up a little more sore in the mornings, your heavy, hard practices are a couple more days before you bounce back again. So but I mean, it's a different world now. Like, I mean, age is not what it was. You know, oh, that's Jody. Could be. Oh no. Mm -mm. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, uh, I mean, Crazy George is almost seventy. He is. Yep. Yeah, and he's not as good as he was either. No. But he no. when he but was like pulling. sixty-seven or sixty-seven. I would have still put Crazy George as number one in the world at 176. 67 years old. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen many people beat him. So Anthony Dallantonio once. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. But I don't think he was worse at 67 than he was at 57. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think, uh, uh oh, we got Jody here. The, the, the tone of this interview is probably going to change. She always gets really aggressive with stuff and kind of starts starts to get. Oh, what we got? What's that sound? That was just for you. Hey, Robert. Hi. We just uh, we just starting to talk about stuff. So, did we have a bunch of uh, did we have a bunch of uh, questions that people wanted to ask us today? Well, why don't we why don't we bust them open and get on some. So we get out of my incoherent rambling about nothing. <laughs> hey, I just totally destroyed Matt and Matthias at, oh, wait, at, at a bubble bobble video game. Bubble bobble. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's Apparently funny. he's got like 3,000 hours. Yeah. He's that, playing like, this is that, game. Is that 90s? Yeah. Bubble bobble? Yeah, uh -huh. 90s? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be early yeah. 90s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't lose at that game. Exactly. Give me, Thank give you. me a week. I'll crush you. No, crush you. No, it's impossible. <laughs> I got money on him. <sighs> so, right. so, so what? One, uh, you guys might want to get tight as possible to the mic. Hey, one know. thing that uh, is kind of neat that Hi, we Mike. share is you were taught basically by the same guy that I was taught by. Not the same guy. Well, the brother. 
Yeah, the brother. The same though. Yeah. Dion Aaron. Dion right. Dion Lajal was yours. Yep. Aaron Lajal was mine. And kind Dion taught Aaron. Did you know that? Yeah. So Dion taught Aaron, and Aaron took it to like some crazy level. Yeah, his his technician ability was. Yeah, he was way like someone I've I've never seen. Yeah. So. But Dion was like really fundamental. Like, did you ever meet Dion? Yeah, I've met Dion a few times. When you met him, how old were you? Um, I was thirty nine. Oh, so okay, so, okay, okay. So <laughs> that he, was that was about eight months ago. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, so you just met him? Yeah. Oh my god. So is he still strong? Uh yeah, he's well, he's older now, right? He's older. He's been out of the game, but he's still got old man strength. Yeah, the yeah. old man strength, just the quick, the fire, the. Because when I met him... His transitions are still just as quick as back in the day. I used to watch videos that Aaron used to send me from him all the time. He's ridiculous. So, yeah. I, still to this day, I don't think I've ever met a human being that was as fit as Dion Langell when I met him. He was pretty ripped, eh? He's just ridiculous. He was like a, a, a walking fire. Like mm -hmm. He was like a, like a real-life Wolverine. He was like 165-pound, just made it a steel guy he he worked faster than anybody i've ever seen like uh so we had a shop at nowsco he was like the head of the welding shop at uh so he was you know fixing trucks and stuff all day long he would basically be running that was his tempo running everything was like he was doing everything like faster than i could do it at my fastest ever tempo like mm -hmm. all day long. I just watching the guy was like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like, um, yeah. Ridiculous athlete. Ridiculous. How old's the guy? So when I knew him, so I I met him when I was eighteen. And he at that time was thirty two. And like and I couldn't do anything with this guy. And I like so I I've told this story a few times, but so when I got to Nowsco, this oil field service company, um I was, uh, you know, eighteen, full of, full of fire, and, uh, and and I loved arm wrestling already, but I'd never met a pro, so he was the first pro that I met, and and I arm wrestled everybody in the shop, like I was always arm wrestling people, and I could beat everybody, but every time I beat somebody, they're like, yeah, but you can't beat Dion, and I was like, fucking whatever. I'll kill Dion. Like, bring <laughs> bring Dion to me. You know? And uh, of course I very quickly figured out who Dion was. You know, this 32 pound, 30, 32 year old. Wolf. 32 pounds. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He was, he one, he was like big. 165. But he like his arms were like probably the size of mine now, you know, on a on a 165 pound body. And uh just only muscle. Mm. And Finally, after me pestering him for like two months, he agreed to arm wrestle me. Do you know this story? No, I don't think I heard the full story. So he agreed to arm wrestle me. And he just completely killed me. Like mm. completely just trashed me, right? But that's not how Devin retold well, the story. So I, being, you know, an, an idiot, am just trying harder and harder and harder. And you know when you got that new guy? Who's mm. trying so hard and he's in total break arm position trying to win. You might just give him the one where you're worried he's going to break his arm. 
You ever been like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so that's me. So he gave me that one. So he gave me one where he thought I was going to probably break my arm. Anyway, so the next day I told everybody that I wrecked him. <laughs> yeah. And it got back to him. And, you know, pretty quick. And, uh, yeah, so he didn't, like, totally humiliate me or anything. He was just like, you know, you should really not tell people stuff like that and you know kind of made me feel a bit <laughs> bad about it you know everybody everybody knew i was bullshit fibbing anyways but he saw something in me and he used me as a punching bag for like a few months yeah and taught me how to he he was the guy who started me on like proper arm wrestling yeah yeah and then i met aaron yeah went to a tournament with aaron and dion within like two weeks of that like before we even started practicing we went to the first event Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Aaron came to our house, didn't he? Didn't Aaron come to our house in uh, at Uplands and stay with us for a while? I don't remember Your anything. brain is something My, else. Seriously? It was the best it, I think it was the best quote we ever got about making a plan <laughs> from Aaron staying at our house. No, 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 no. That's Luke Ooh, Reimer. See? Sorry. Whose brain doesn't work? True. Right? True. I'll eat that one. Luke Reimer. Another Luke? great I remember Canadian Luke, yeah. arm wrestler. Luke Reimer, that's a guy who had so much talent. Sky, sky yeah. for potential. Yeah. yeah, make a plan. God laughs. God laughs at you. This, yeah, yeah, hmm. good. Yeah. Where's it, Where's he from? BC. Yeah, yeah. But this guy, so Luke Reimer, the thing that really like speaks a lot about Luke Reimer to me is so uh, got wins over everybody, uh, really. Like in his short illustrious career uh including john brzezink yeah one win uh yeah he beat john the calgary stampede bowl. yeah beat john the calgary stampede at around 2000 2000 2002 somewhere around there like yeah it was a time when he and i were like we were both winning like i beat him but then he beat john so then we set up this big match between the two of us and in, in winnipeg after that but so luke reimer was uh there was went... three brothers too at the time yeah, that's right yep it's actually like 10 brothers i think they had a lot of three of them that were big time into arm wrestling though so yeah yeah good chess players too yeah um so he went to the worlds in wath and it was uh is in england i think and neil pickup was running the event so he did a good job and there was uh there was uh girls walking around like to like you know, hype the finals. Promote it, yep. Yeah. And he was so pissed that he didn't come out. Well, because he was so religious. Well, yeah. He was so religious and it was against, I think it was something to do with against his religion to utilize women as objects. It was also about competing in a bar. No, but it wasn't in a bar. Because he had competed there most of the day. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it, it was, was the women. It was as soon as they started using women as sex objects, that's when he... Well, he pretty much walked away from a world title because yeah. he was no he was, he was the on the a side a side yeah a side unbeatable at yeah. it you know like he, nobody he was touching gold medal and he walked away from it yeah hmm. because of a bikini hey a bikini smart guy yeah yeah smart guy yeah anyways hmm. did you ever pull him yeah i pulled him yeah. i got wins on him yeah yeah he's got wins on me i got wins on him mm. but yeah That'd be good if he came back. Yeah, he's probably all old and washed up now. 
Not like me, old and kicking ass. And never washed. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, right? nice. Yeah. I knew having her here was going to be a good time. I mean, I just like to keep it real. Yeah. Mm. So, so you were saying yeah. so mid, they, mid... They can't smell no. from, from watching. So. Right. <laughs> Pure power. That's the next version of the podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Olfactory system. Check. Yeah. So you're, you're saying so mid thirties, you guys are saying is kind of starting to get the age, feeling the age in arm wrestling, right? Start to your recovery time, I think, starts to yeah. go downhill. What, what do you More guys think is like some pains? What do you think is like the max, like the max where you can be like competitive, still like a world level? Change. I say into fifties. Everything has changed now. I, it's it's much different than it used to be, but. Um, I I love to use the example of George. While you were out, we actually were talking about George, uh, and I mean, Crazy George was sixty-seven, mm-hmm. and I would have said he was the number one guy in the world at sixty-seven. Yeah, I would. Now that's an extreme case. It is. Like, that's not. A I know, general, but the thing but, is, is, but it doesn't. As mean soon that as there's one, that's mm-hmm. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as the soon as one person there. does it, it's like another guy can do it, mm-hmm. and another. And I I really think that the age will continue to be pushed. Like I think it really it all comes down to motivation. Like, if a person has motivation to do it, uh, you know, and they can overcome whatever injuries that they have. I, yeah, I was going to say that'd be that'd be the biggest thing is once you hit above that 40, 45, if you can maintain that injury-free, I think you can go until and still be competitive till you're in your 50s. And un- But it's... It's once you hit that age, then you start getting them injuries it's or the injuries. shit starts that's, occurring. I think that's it. I think that's from my perspective. That's when it's really going to put you down because age. if you get injured, yeah, it's not. It's not like if you're 20 and you get injured two months, you're back into it. When right. you're 50 and you get injured, you're looking at four, six, eight months. That's a lot of time lost, right? And, so, un- and if you don't, you ain't using it. You're going to lose it. So unpopular reality: your chance of being relevant as an old arm wrestler typically means you will be a king's mover. <laughs> just saying. I'm just Not saying. Not there's anything wrong with that. I'm just yeah. saying if you plan on arm wrestling in your 50s at a high level, you might be in the open top role king's move debate. You might find yourself <laughs> the, you might find yourself desperate. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong yeah. with that. No. Alter one's on. Okay. Yeah. What what about weight? So you think like if you're an older guy, do you think you could keep it going longer at, at the heavier weight classes or do you think the lighter weight classes? Because I know with like fighting, usually the lighter weight classes, age hits you way faster because speed's more important, right? Yeah. Whereas with arm wrestling, is speed the most important thing the when you're battery the lighter guy? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that would be a tough one. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough one to say for sure because uh, you have examples of old dudes and across all the divisions. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really hard. I think that the super heavyweight division is the hardest. I really do. Like, I I think I think I would have me personally. I think I could remain relevant in the two hundred and twenty five pound division or the two fifteen or the two thirty pound division far longer than I could remain relevant. <laughs> In the open, yeah. in the pancake well, just, division, just because, in the pancake, pancake division, division. Yeah. just the weight load, right? Just the weight load bearings yeah. and everything else that yeah. you're you're dealing with. It's 
Yeah. And there's there's not a huge, huge influx between the two thirty and the super heavyweights, but I think there's there's oh, enough. There can be. I don't there's, know about that. There's there, enough. I mean, we're where, not sure about that. You know, there's there's enough where it's it's a lot harder on your joints and everything once. Yeah, once I think there's a there. big difference now between the two twenty fives and the open. I do like having pulled in in both of them. It's it's a different game. Like that that super heavyweight yeah. division. Like there's a lot of strength required. When you're, I th- I think yeah. When you're talking the top ten. Yeah. Top top ten. Yeah, but anything after that, it's not. It's not really too far off. No, it's not. Like yeah, yeah. So, so the super heavyweight. There's no weight limit then, I guess, right? Zero weight limit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So who who are some of the biggest like heaviest guys? I guess that are like relevant. Well, I mean, if you want to talk, Bond? I mean, I look at. Do you remember? Were you fucking in... Neanderthal? Who who is this? You give that guy a Not club and a fucking fur coat. He's which guy? Straight out of fucking caveman. Age. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like he's yeah. So how much does he weigh? He's probably like three bills. I don't think he's super super tall though. I think he's only like six one. Like he looks massive in his pictures. I know that, he but has I don't think he's like a monster has. of a man. Like he's he, thick, thick as shit. He's super thick, but he's still got abs. Like. I, I Does think, he have that? Yeah. Really? yeah, he's Hi. a fucking rip, man. I never seen him with the shirt off. Oh, yeah. he's ripped. Yeah, yeah. Um, I picture there being a fur coat under there. I mean, I think he has been up to four hundred, but I think he normally walks around like hundred and sixty kilo. So that's uh, three twenty, yeah. like three three forty, six fifty. Yeah, that's but a big human. But the one, the 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 event that I like to remember, were you? In I don't think you were in Atlantic City. Were you in Atlantic City? One of the, uh, one of the WAL qual- hotel. Yeah, at the no, Trump. no, I wasn't there. That was the year before. I repeat, I was still affiliated. Right, with UAL you were UAL at that time. Okay, yes. so at that event, uh, I think in the super heavyweight division, I think that there were nine guys. Oh my god! Over five hundred oh pounds. It was. In the super, oh, yeah, yeah, nine, nine guys oh. over five hundred. But is is that like a good five hundred, or is that like no? A, that was a messy five hundred. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Behind oh, it, when when you're extra, you know two hundred and fifty pounds. You are, I don't think I don't think I've dude, met anybody man. with a small hand that's over four hundred pounds. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> the Latimer. Latimer, yeah. I remember Latimer oh and Travis. So I remember. At that event, so uh, Latimer is like big at this event, like he's looking nasty. And at that point, Latimer was pushing a little bit, and outside of the strap, he just rumph, just dummied Travis's hand. And Travis obviously doesn't want any piece of that. He's going right for the strap and had like kind of a low slip, and you know, and he's pissed. Right, Latimer's pissed. Get there strapped. Might have been, there might have been like a bad call. He thought he had to. He was not. He was not happy. Anyways, Travis in the strap just dummies him, and then Latimer, like five hundred pounds of like steam coming out of his nose, like raging bull, is like walking around and he's kicking stuff and he's throwing chairs. Throwing chairs. And people are like, I just don't want to. I don't want to talk. I don't want to tell him there to was stop. A, there was a very big <laughs> yeah. parting of the sea that happened as he yeah. raged through. Yeah, when those guys like guys like like Sean Turner was Turner. 
There's a bunch. Yeah, he was a big boy too. There's a bunch of them there. They're all big. One day, I mean, I'm almost 500 pounds now. You're getting there. Yeah, like give me close to four. Give me like one or two more years. You know what? You know when you watch TV and it's supposed to be like uh, in uh, what is it, four by six resolution, and it stretches to widescreen. Yeah. That's what you'd look like, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'd be way better. Like, I'd be way better. This his eyes will keep getting closer and closer together. Eh? <laughs> squishing. Squishing everything. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. You know? I uh, I think I've figured out the key to strength. So, and it involves... Pancakes? Pancakes and syrup. Yeah. And bacon. Carbs. And avocado oil. The... It's, it's the macronutrient that we all need more of. Yeah. Some more than others. Eh? <laughs> you you want to be happier person, just eat more carbs. I know that most nutritionists will kind of have some, uh, you know, what do they call it? They'll, they'll be holding. Advice? Yeah, they, they might not really advocate this statement, but you want to be happier short term, for sure. Long term, debatable, add carbs. Yeah. And your body is not going to lie. You know, like that whole high glycemic carbohydrate, that's where the really good stuff is. Like people talk about, oh, I want like a slow burn. I want like brown rice. It's almost believable, eh? I want, I want those yams, you know, that give me like that sustained energy. Man, you, you go kick back a few shots of maple syrup or like just start eating a jar of honey like Winnie the Pooh. Tell me how happy you get. Tell me how good you feel. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something to it. Nobody does that because we've all been scared. We've all been scared. Carbs are the devil. Don't do it. It'll make you fat. Yeah, fat. <laughs> fat and a beast. Fat and like strong enough to run through a wall. Yeah. Right? For 30 seconds. Like, yeah, yeah, but 30 seconds. Everything needs more than 30 everything seconds. Everything that's important in, life important in life can right? be done in 30 seconds. Uh, right? Words to live by, yeah? That's what I've always been told. Aim high, shoot low. Right? That's what they always told me. Yeah. Well, there there was a guy on YouTube. I forget the guy's name now. He lived in like northern Alaska all by himself. And he's just, I guess, a lumberjack or whatever. This guy's yoked, like 60 years old, super yoked. And he says his secret is cold showers and honey. I believe him. Yeah. I finished I my him. shower today with a cold shower. Yeah. There's, it activates your brown fat and shit, and whatever. It's a whole thing. You should shower, your normal shower, and then finish with 30 seconds. What's your brown fat? fat? It's the baby fat that was inside of you that's been in there your whole life, and it actually stimulates uh, fat production. Is that Just, a real thing? Is that science? You learn something yeah. new every day. There's something, yeah. There's something there. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. It's like, fat. I think it's yeah. brown because of all the extra mitochondria in there. It's like uh, the, the white fat is like your unconditioned fat. And then once you like get into a, a training regime where you're like having to get warm all the time, the fat turns into like, you know. Molasses? Yeah, yeah. It's got like <laughs> all brown sorts of and just molasses. Yeah. starts burning. starts yeah. burning. It's like a, a thermal blanket. Yeah. So you get your yogurt fat and then you're like molasses fat. Right. Yeah. 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 The molasses fat. Yeah. It's yeah. Quick burn. Everything. Quick burn science i love i love all the experiments that you can do with things like nutrition like i've done some funky ones over the years like no. this pancake thing is fun but the 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 wildest 
the wildest nutritional strategy that I've ever seen is still from this guy, Paul Cohen. You know Paul Cohen? He loves me. I'm Paul Cohen's favorite person on the planet. He... Was it the guy who eats moldy food? Yeah. Yeah, Okay, yeah. 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 Yeah, eats straight up bacteria. Like, he's eating, like, salmonella. It's just, like, beer... Wolves in the park. That's that's all you got to know. But Wolves even before that, in the park, Devin really did a ton of nutritional experiments. And when we were in Petawawa back in 1999, he used to strain birdseed and eat it out of the strainer by the spoonful, and convinced me as he was convincing himself that it was really. Best thing he ever ate. We, we were he broke, it was super, though. Super, super healthy. We were, we were broke. I mean, we were. But still, <laughs> it was like, this is the greatest. I mean, and he's like breaking teeth as he's chewing these yeah. hard pellets. It and, didn't last long. No, I, it was about three yeah. days. But it was very, very How were the shits? For those That's three days. Made it, it, it wasn't really what I hoped it was going to be. I thought, oh, yeah. I was like, be if like, birds can do it, I can do it. like eating three cans of corn and taking a pooping. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little it's more like, harsh than that. Yeah, it's just yeah. gravel and liquid, right? Oh. I don't suggest the bird seed diet. No, no I wouldn't. Like, no. like pooping out a fucking pine cone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. baloney's good too. Yeah. I mean, I guess like the cheapest. It. It's the cheapest. I've been on that protein. diet. People, people, well, baloney sandwich yeah. and chocolate milk. I think Ooh. that there's, there's a lot of like, a lot of things that like are preached um, that, that aren't always accurate. Like, you know, people are, I think if you ask like 99, well, whatever, most people. Go ahead, give a stat. <laughs> Most people will say, um, don't bother researching it. Non-processed. Stay away from sugar. Stay away from preservatives. You know, if it's from an animal or a plant, you know, without much refinement, you're you're probably that's a good place to start. You know, natural foods. I think that that's. But I think that I think there's a lot to be said for processed foods. That's. Processed food gives you a very instantaneous source of energy. So sure, there's a great ability to use and capitalize on that. I, I think it's moment. more the salt. I think it's the salt makes you feel yeah. swollen. Eh. Sure. Not, I, not I've had this argument either. with a lot of people that are way smarter than me, and they always make me feel like an idiot. But it I also doesn't mean that you cannot get the same kind of energy from non-processed foods if you just do your research and do it properly. And then you have benefits yeah, health-wise overall from the non-processed food source. But there's something about the speed. Of ripping open the bag of Doritos? Mm. Well, there's that too. <laughs> so it saves a lot of time. But I'm saying right. there's something about the speed of absorption. And what that means in how hard how you fast put. Are you maple syrup? Are you lunch? absorbing it? Right, that's not a, not. It's I'm processed. Not, it are you? Pro- yeah, it's processed to a degree. Every every single food item no. that we get. Hold on, every single food item that we get, to like to the majority of the food items that we get are processed to no. some degree. No. But maple syrup is going to be your no. least processed overall food that you're going to get. It's a more natural But are you are you absorbing Doritos. any of the good stuff or are you just bypassing all the good stuff and absorbing all the junk? Well, I think that that's the thing. You talk about good stuff and I think the people are focused on like, you know what's 
like you get those macros. That's okay. I'm just kind of stuck on carbs. It's just something about carbs. Just because yeah. he finally has allowed himself to eat them, so he's going no, to it's... preach that they're good. I'm telling you, listen, I stumbled across this. I stumbled okay. across this as I, when I was overseas. Devin stopped eating this. Like, he wouldn't have a dessert for five years. Like, he wouldn't have a, an, a, like an, an ounce of sugar. It's true. For a minimum. Of, and by the way, he would not have them. And anyone who had them around him was severely judged for doing so. It's true. But that was a different time. Mm, yes, and I were. was, And I didn't know what I know now. <laughs> when, uh, so we'd, we'd uh, I, I'd, when I was on tour, sometimes, you know, sometimes we were busy and sometimes we weren't. And uh, I remember sometimes we'd just be sitting around. And, and I knew that I was going to have a workout in a couple hours. And I'd be sitting on the couch watching TV. And I would pound back sometimes just, you know, I don't know why I started doing it. Probably because I hated myself or something. But for whatever reason, I started to eat, I think it was chocolate bars. Or like hated yourself. Or or or. Or you like chocolate bars? Like what? What? I don't know. It was like a form of like some. For some reason, I started to eat some crappy food, and like so, I was. I, I think I started off like like a full bag of chips, like a full bag of because. And at that time, at that time, that was completely unheard of for me. Yeah. You know. Things times change. My how times change. Right, but like at that time, like for me to even eat chips was weird. But like. I'd eat like a whole bag of chips and then I'd sit there and then I'd go have a workout and I would have like the most intense workout like I could possibly have. And that's when I came up with corn fed pumps. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I could never achieve this pump with regular food because it's somehow <laughs> the speed that the corn is like spreading through my body is f way faster in its processed state than any healthy food yeah. that I could eat. It's definitely not cancer. It's definitely just... No, power. man. It was pure, <laughs> like... I, mean, I was like, wow. I lost. You should try Do you even that. get anything out of corn? Like, Dude, is there anything... Corn-fed pumps! Oh, isn't it just a cleaner? Dude! Eat it to help clean out your intestines? It's not a real thing anymore. Corn is huh? something that was... Now, yeah. man, you, you, I'm you, telling you, you corn when we were kids. I thought it was just a filler. Now it's like a whole manufactured thing. Yeah, it's a filler. It's not a real right. thing. Yeah, it's a filler it, and a cleaner. And I'm telling you, you get that in you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you try it. You I, think, try I, think, it. I think everybody's a little different, right? Because I know when, when I went to school, I had McDonald's probably about every day. And I have a buddy of mine who did pretty much the same thing. I got way fatter than he did. Mm. So I think everybody. But were you yeah, working 100%. out? Oh yeah, that was strong. Like I was strong as fuck. I was probably strong. I was probably stronger than than I've ever been in my life. But I look like shit. Like there's if you go through my Facebook, there's some pictures where I'm yeah. like, oh, let's was, pull those yeah. up now, Matthias. Uh, no, nah, it's not uh, uh, good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though. I mean, the whole nutrition thing. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think that nutrition. Your nutrition standpoint changes depending on how long you think you're going to live. You know, if you think you're going to live for 200 years, yeah, eat a certain way. Eat a vegan. If you think you're going to die next week, man, your nutritional strategy should look completely different. Yeah. Like, if you want to have the best week of your life, 
only eat pies and cakes and strawberry ice cream. Why and... stop there to do meth and heroin? Just get exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same. It's the same idea, right? If <laughs> like if I knew that I was only going to live for twenty four hours, yeah, probably do meth right now. I would not. <laughs> probably finish it off on meth. I wouldn't even just see to you. say you like, tried it. Check well, it just make the last twenty next twenty four hours yeah. pretty good. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> corn fed pumps. It's the same. Same thing as math, essentially. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same. We're getting same as math. We're getting same same as math. It's just like totally math. math. <laughs> just looking for a good Follow time. me <laughs> for more nutritional tips, guys. Follow me. Hashtag <laughs> corn fed, fed clots. The meth of the food industry. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they, they have done studies, though, where you know certain processed foods with like high sugar and high salt, they set off the same endorphins or whatever than like certain drugs, right? Look, there's, there's some crossover. There's yeah. other yeah. interesting stuff too, and you look. But at... that's not unintentional. Sorry, but that's not un unintentional. These are like these processed foods are manufactured to do that to our brains, right? Yeah, so you have like sure. ghrelin attacks, and and what's the other one? The opposite of ghrelin. Uh, but I think, but for, for my YouTube research, again, uh -huh. I think a lot of it has to do with um, like survival, right? So if you're out there in the bush, you're trying to get like the most fat and the most calories into you. Whereas we're kind of past that now, right? Like we don't run and hunt our food every day. Yeah. We just make pancakes. The height thing is interesting too. Mm. Like when McDonald's goes to a new country, doesn't like the national average, like jump up like four inches or something. What? Really? Yeah. In height? Yeah. From the really? hormones. Yeah. Why the when, hormones still and everything else? Like, I think when, when you didn't eat enough went of it. to Japan, I you think... You waited till you were, in, you were, you were to done growing before you started videos. doing it. Yeah. This is you after I, I think that the, the cup size in Japan went up like two cup sizes when, when, when McDonald's as a company started to serve their food there. You mean a mm. uh, supersized cup? Ha <laughs> ha! They got supersized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but, there's some truth to that one. I think that's yeah. hormones in the that's beef. That's the hormones in the, the beef. Yeah. I think also it has to do with just how easy it is to assimilate the calories. And that so many people are like underpowered. I don't know. I feel like so many people, you know, they just need more food. More McDonald's. More food. I mean, hey, do you feel yeah. better like when you eat more consistently? I do, yeah. Do I'm more tired. Do you feel guilty about eating more food? I don't ever feel guilty about you anything don't? I eat. I feel a bit guilty. I feel like I don't deserve that much food. I can eat whatever and it doesn't. It I goes, feel it like goes out just as if I was like in. more of a socialist, I would eat like maybe 1,500 calories a day. But I feel like I'm like a, a greedy capitalist. You know, just <laughs> stuffing my face. But like, I feel like, you know, I'm taking food mm -hmm. from people. But I know that I feel a lot better when I eat a lot of food. Like if I eat like an all-you-can-eat buffet like every other day, my level of happiness will increase. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been able to go to a buffet. Yeah. I feel a lot better when I'm buffets. fasting. Do you really? I do. Yeah. Not when I'm actually fasting, but when I come out of a fast and I eat small portions of food and recognize that I don't actually need to consume because your body's that. no longer eating itself anymore. Of uh, course, yeah. you're well, feeling I mean, good. Th there's a lot of different things you can say about it, but I've done a lot of fasting, and I know from personal experience what it does for me. And when I have fasted for any period of time, weight, uh, 
and I come out of it and I eat small portions throughout. I have extended energy where there's no peaks and crashes. The consistent maintained energy is there throughout the day. So you don't have the glycemic spike and drop, all that jazz. You have a more consistent energy throughout the day. Yeah, but you've never tried the what? pancake diet. To just eat as <laughs> much as possible. Because I right. bet right. if you I went up to like to 200 pounds, that'd be you, so awesome. I, I, see, really I see Jody for just six months. Yeah. Try an 8,000 calorie a day diet. Try it. 10,000. Hey, hey, what's the worst that's going to happen? Right. Hey? <laughs> Add, if somebody, if somebody says that they want Jody to go on the $10,000, 10,000 calorie diet, I'll pin that comment. Pin right it, and top. also, you're going to have to pay me because that might be a little bit, I have, I mean, even to a We could food. start a GoFundMe page <laughs> for Jody's 5,000 calorie a day diet 5, for six months. How much would that cost? How much would you do that for? I mean, 5,000 calories? 5,000 cal- 5, calories a day, every day for six months. Um, For six months? Six months. Okay, let's do a monthly fee. Uh, wait, well, you know, you're going to have to pay me two grand a month, probably. Whoa. I mean, so it's not, it's, I mean, that's like the syrup. I mean, it's not a big deal. That's not that much. I'm working. Yeah. That's and kind you, of free money yeah. right now. Right? You can get those calories cheap, too. $12,000, you can watch mm-hmm. Jody Laird's transform, transformation. Let's make it 15. six month transformation. And you and and I want to see like a happiness index. I'm trying to figure out the like cost circle, of like reversing like it cosmetically after. Brownie face. <laughs> you just fast. Just fast. Yeah. Six months eating, six months fast. There you yeah. go. So, what would, yeah. what, how would you cosmetically yeah. fix yourself up if you like put like a ton of fat on everywhere? And then what would you do? It's called lipo. Oh, liposuction. Yeah, but I think it's pretty expensive. So. Oh. Is it twelve thousand dollars? I don't know. I have to do the research. <laughs> I have to do the research. Yeah, that works. Yeah. So you, you could do it cheap too. You just get a bunch of those like weight gainer shakes, right? And just have like four or five of those a day. Well, I have no I, I'm sure that I could do it if I really set my mind to it. I think it would be not you difficult. Could. So we could we could start the GoFundMe. Uh-huh. Get Get you up to twelve thousand bucks. Fifteen, but okay. Book the surgery. Uh huh. And then you could start. You could become your next thing. You go for is you could be in rap videos. <laughs> See, the thing is, when I put on, when I do a five thousand calorie a day diet, it goes all over, not just. No, but with the liposuction afterwards, you oh. could, you know, take it off so where you wanted, and you could leave what else leave you it want. in certain That's spots. Right? You, want. you could just, you could keep you the could ass. Save more money in the long run this way. You could hey, get rid I, of everything I, and just this keep is the, the beginning ass. Of my OnlyFans page right now. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. You know what? I, I think I watched a documentary about that. What the, the guys that were Jody's like OnlyFans feeding? Page? No, no. <laughs> guys that, like feeding their girlfriends. Yeah. And trying to like yeah get them to be huge. Yeah. So That's a thing. There's people into that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jody, your Jolex Productions could take a fully different spin. Yeah. It would be a separate company, but okay. You and Alexis could both do it. We could eat 5,000 calories. You and a day. Alexis could See get on the 5,000, 10,000 between the two of you. Yeah, Jolex yeah. Productions, like and subscribe. <laughs> or not. Right. And now, all of a sudden, because of this, right. people do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so funny. That'd be so funny. Right. You could have a competition instead of the biggest loser, like the biggest winner. The yeah. Biggest the biggest gainer. gainer. Biggest gainer. That's it. Has that yeah. not been done? Of course. It should sure be. It has, yeah. If it hasn't, then 
We're Let's do it better. That's my. That's our next project. Oh my god! Have this that not been done? I will be on that show. Seriously. <laughs> let's. If see. some TV executives, yeah, let's look this All up. Right. The biggest gainer. The biggest gainer. <laughs> the biggest gainer. Would you be on that show? <laughs> I'd try, but because no. you could still be like an arm wrestler and just fat right out. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Fatter hand, right? Fatter hand. Yeah. Yeah. You could it's get all about the mid. You could get all the uh, the fat put into your hand. Hey? <laughs> your hand. How long yeah. before that becomes a thing? Body modification? Be what? body modification in arm get, wrestling. Get a thumb implant. Pet, yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, you can even like Look, you could get yeah. so much. Stuff. I want a two by four bolted on the back of my hand, like Oleg had. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when when is that an issue? Is it already an issue? Is anybody doing it? Like, I mean, when because you know it's like it's imminent. Well, I think a lot of it is like there's steps to it, right? It's like there's the drugs, right? That's yeah. part of sport. And then there's designer drugs. And then, yeah, eventually it's like, yeah, complete body modification. Yeah. Whether it's like through um, cybernetics or whatever. Yeah. Or even through genetics, right? Because they can do like gene splicing and shit now. So you could potentially grow a kid that has like an extra jacked arm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hmm. I think we're really close. And it, allegedly, if you look at the conspiracies, China's already done it. And I think like Switzerland or something's already done it too. Switzerland? I think it was Switzerland. It seems so strange that Switzerland yeah. would have done it. I think for some reason I, that it might be a different country, but it's there's a European country that's a, it's a allegedly Switzerland is with, such uh, a nice country. Yeah, for some reason I think it's Switzerland. I could be wrong though. You can Google. Mm. I can Google it. What What did they create? Uh, yeah, genetically modified kids. So China for sure, allegedly for sure has done it. Well, China, China's been trying to do it for years just so they can determine yeah. whether it's a male or a female just because carry on the last name. Yeah. Right? But, like, allegedly some countries have been playing around with it, like trying to make kids that are, like, super smart, super strong and whatnot, mm. right? So their culture can kind of surpass. China's right. so amazing. What an amazing place. Yeah. Super amazing, yeah. I don't... I. I don't think that there is a series that has had that happen, but this is a rabbit hole. I do not want to go down. I'm starting to look at some results there, and they're disturbing. I think I think we might be on to something. Weight gainer. I think I think you're gonna get a phone call. That's what I think. <laughs> this is your next AMC. big break. This yeah. is the next. Big... I, I think this, this is gonna be the next big thing. <laughs> it's an obscene concept. You're right. Hey, the next big thing. No, That's what you could call the show. I apologize. Yeah. The next big. <laughs> the next big thing. Yeah. Huh? So we, I think we deviated. Sponsored a little by bit. Doritos. <laughs> Corn fed. Sponsored for Doritos. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Did anybody have like a real question for us to talk about? I already... actually have a ton. You know what? Let's, yeah. let's do some of these. Yeah. Give me two seconds here. <sighs> Otherwise, you'll, you'll just ramble on all yeah. day. All day. Someone needs to just <laughs> rein this in. He just likes to hear himself <laughs> talk sometimes. Uh, you know what? Let's do. Uh, Sean's first. So Sean Culligan, ask them about common arm wrestling influences. Ask how far back their common history goes. Ask them who they believe has contributed the most to the sport. It's a bit long. So common influences. Let's just do that. Well, we already hit on the Langels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Langels. I know my biggest person that's influenced 
what I do with my game and my position, what I try to accomplish was Brzezink. I know Brzezink's been one of your top favorites for many, many, many years. Honestly, I don't know that Brzezink really influenced that, me that like Obviously, Brzezink is amazing, but I don't think I really watched Brzezink that much in terms of how to technically arm it. No? Not so much. No. Myself, myself, it was the way he used to be able to just heal people out. Like, I learned a lot from Brzezink when I arm wrestled him. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, for whatever reason, though, I, you know how, like, um, did you like Jordan? Jordan. Michael Jordan. Ah, uh, so, so he was kind of a hog. It kind of pissed me off because he was too good. Yeah. You know? That might even say that you're the Michael Jordan. <laughs> 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 Who might those people be? Anyway, let's let's leave that one for now. <laughs> but I remember I used to get a little bit pissed watching Jordan just because I felt he was too good. And I don't know why it, it bothered me a little bit. Like, uh, I need to be humbleized a little more. Actually, I started to actually really like him towards the end of his career because he just he really was that like he really was. But um. But I remember, and I think it was the same kind of thing with, with John, like when I was starting off, like watching him, like, I'm like, yeah, he's really, really good. But uh, yeah, for whatever reason, but when I pulled him, like every time I pulled him, I learned something every single, every single time. He's good at exploiting somebody's weaknesses, right? He's just good at everything. Oh. He's good at everything. Uh, I, I remember the, the first time I arm wrestled him in Chehalis. Uh so many things I learned. Um, I, I, I remembered at that point um, that I, I then fully realized that arm wrestling has nothing to do with trying to pin your opponent. I'm like, you cannot, as soon as you think about pinning somebody before you have control, you're, you're, you're done. Like, a good arm wrestler will take that rushed attempt and, and gain control of the match. Uh, yeah, and I learned that with John very clearly. And, um, yeah, position, right? Position. Arm wrestling is all just position. You got the superior position, you're going to win the match. People talk about pinning. It's like thinking about your retirement when you have to go to work for the next 30 years. You know, don't think about your retirement. Think about making it through the next day. Yeah. Anyway. That's deep. Yeah. yeah super deep. Yeah. <laughs> the, the next one I got here from uh, Patrick Burke saying, Matt, what's a comfortable weight for you now going into a match? Uh, I don't even know what a comfortable weight is. I feel strongest. Is there such a thing? You're comfortable? I, I, obviously, the heavier I am, the stronger I feel. Um, I still want to try to get myself up to that 260, 265 if I can get there. I've struggled to break 250, but it's something I'm going to keep plugging at. I've got a new pancake diet to try now, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. Terrible. I got I got one of them quick metabolisms, so I'm, I'm thinking I got to go 80% carb, 20% protein instead of like 40% protein, 60% carb. So... We'll try it. We'll see see what happens in the next couple months. <laughs> so, yeah. We got five the... days, Matt. We got five days. Five days. Hey, going back, though, we, we missed <laughs> a big part of that last question. The big influences in uh, in arm wrestling. Who are the big... Uh, there's, hmm? there's one that really sticks out for me. 
there's one name that's just so consistent across all leagues. And the last, I mean, as long as I've been in the sport. George Zakowitz. I mean, he's, no. he's, this guy has touched every, almost every single athlete in, in, to some degree. He's been an influence on so many people, on so many leagues. Uh, he's been kind of a, a steer to, I mean, the sport, really, in so many ways. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. Imagine. Crazy? No, what are you, crazy George? Crazy George hasn't had that much influence over this. What? what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Crazy I, George. I, clearly no. I what? thought you had a lot more respect for George. Well, no, George is a great athlete, but I mean, how much influence has he had over the sport arm wrestling? I, I don't know. I, I thought he had quite a bit. Clearly, I'm, I'm incorrect. No, I mean, George doesn't, I mean, so has he even held a tournament? You're talking about Larry Wheels? Larry's, I mean, the last year, yeah, Larry Wheels has been amazing. Um... Yeah, ask the same question in 10 years. Yeah, probably be Larry Wheels. But uh, no, I mean, over the last 20 years, one name that just pops up across. I don't know who you're thinking about. You don't know? Nope. Me neither. Well, I don't want to tell you, but. This is where we have Are you to thinking about yourself or what? No, no it's not me. Larry, no, it's well. not me. You want to be the one to say it? You want to want to bust it? Okay, it's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not me. No, no. Um, there's a bunch of people who have had a lot of influence over the sport, but no, I mean, it's Neil Pickup. Oh, yeah. It's Neil Pickup. Well, okay, he's yeah, definitely yeah. up there for sure. Yeah, I, th I think that he's probably. When you look at, but you're looking at him as a, you know, more of a promoter. Well, you said influence in the sport. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But I think when that question is asked, I think from the general perspective, you're talking about the specific athlete. Or I could be wrong, but that's where my mind went, right? So yeah, I didn't think that. No, of course, Neil mm -hmm. Pickup is a rock star. Yeah, I think for sure. Well, no. Anyways, around here in Canada. The guy who's probably been the most influence in this area, like let me call it, yeah, Mike Gould, yeah, Mike Gould, yeah, yeah, like Mike and Joe Gould, yeah, and now Joe, yeah. yeah, like those guys have influenced the sport in Canada and North America. Like, I mean, nobody probably had a bigger impact on my career coming up than than Mike Gould, just because I mean, for one, he's a good armor, and I still to this day will go to Mike and he will coach me and every a guy like Mike um you know whatever he always says to me it's always the right answer and um and I know that if it wasn't for the Michael classic I wouldn't mm. have been as crazy about the sport as as I am today like uh you know and I mean that guy where you had your first like glorious match really glorious yep. match yeah the first most important match of your life yep was that the Michael yep. Classic with yep. Ron Bass? Yeah. 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 So there's, I think that when it comes to influencing the sport, as an athlete, I mean, you have to be pretty tremendous. Like, for sure, John influenced a ton of people just because of how amazing he was and just a beacon, right? Like, to people watching. But, I mean, really, I think if you're not doing some form of promoting or development of the sport, I mean, it's hard to influence that many people, right? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Good times. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Something a bit more uh, fun, I guess, from Jason Brooks. Um, so who do you guys think would win in a fist fight between you two? Devin would kick my fucking ass. <laughs> 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 I'm not well, I don't fight anymore. 
I no. Part of this? I don't There's fight. a reason. Why don't you fight anymore? I don't know. Right? There's a reason for that. I'm washed up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm washed up. Oh, fuck. You were groomed no. to kill people. No. <laughs> I'm done with all that stuff. I'm fucking... Yeah. My only fighting position now is the turtle. That's, no. that's my fighting. That's my fighting well, you... style. If if you were to try that move, I might stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. What if you could get a weapon? If we can give you like a bat or something. Yeah, I see. Right? I mm-hmm. seen a nice weapon he had at his place. A bat with some nails. Through it. <laughs> so Not that might that's that for, might work. Um, weeds. Weeds. In our oh yeah. yeah. Fucking we, kill them weed weeds, eh? Hey? Weeds in the garden. Yeah. yeah. And they come around at night. Yeah. We go out and take them out. Yeah. Yeah, my kids are so eager okay. to get the weeds when they come around. That's good. Yeah, we love it. Mm-hmm. That time of year when the weeds start coming around. Okay, and next question. Yeah. Uh, I get another one. Um, I can't even pronounce this. From Armory. Uh, this is from Reddit. Um, I'd be interested to hear Matt's top five in Canada. My top five, yeah. like who I think the top five arm wrestlers are in Canada. <laughs> I would say Devin's obviously number one. Uh, I would say I'm a little bit behind him. I would say after myself, I would say it'd come into Ryan Espy. After Espy, which is very, very close, I would say possibly a Rick Heidebrad or Mike Gould depends on what kind of shape Mike Gould's in mm-hmm. and then after that it would be a toss-up I would say it's a toss-up between about half a dozen people at that point there's a lot of new guys coming up that uh that that I don't know well enough to say for sure like I feel a lot of strong guys um I, I I think you could for number five. I mean, you give Sylvan another couple months. I think he's. Oh yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, these. That's the thing. There's a lot of new guys yeah. coming up. That's, that are... that's why I say there's such a wide range yeah. of. Yeah. Like you even got pork chops right in there. That's. You got. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. his real name. That's his real name. <laughs> yeah, I call him pork chop. Yeah. I never knew that. Was it? <laughs> it's his birth name. Not his real name. Uh, But there's there's a lot of guys that are you know under the radar, right? And we don't really hear about them too much. Yeah, you you got like our guy out from Calgary who hasn't been showing up to practice as much. Steve Steve Marcoui won the two forty two pound division for nationals last year. Good dude, terrible. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now. He's awesome. He's from Saskatchewan, and he looks like nothing. He looks like a skinny. You're thinking Tyrell? Yes. Tyrell Wachowski. Yeah. But he, he's, he's, I don't think he's been in the game for a while. He, he was definitely a huge, huge threat. Yeah. Massive, massive hit. Yeah. But he's, I think he's, works concentrate more on family life as opposed to the arm wrestling world right now, right? You know who's going to be good in like, in like, uh, seven years? Like, really good. You were arm wrestling today. Oh, Casey. Oh, that yeah. Casey boss. He's got a massive, you massive hand on him. You watch. For 18 years 18. old. 18 yeah. years old. And his hand is like. Yeah. And he's been arm wrestling since he was like two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kid, I think, you know, you give that kid like, you know, time. 
I agree. I think he's going to start to get really nasty. Yeah. Yeah, a few more years. And he's such a sweetheart. Like, that's the thing. Like, to get nasty in arm wrestling, yeah, he's going to be an amazing arm wrestler. But he doesn't... He's he's the opposite. Well, he's 18. Give, give him time. Give him time. No, he's an 18-year-old so kid. Yeah. Let him, so, let him get dumped a couple times. Hey. Yeah. hey. With the anger brew, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot. Oh, you know who? Um, you get fired know, from his first job. Thing for five, and I always forget about I, I don't know why I do, but uh, a because this guy is kind of, he's a little bit all over the place, but when he's good, he can get really good. That's Big Grippler. 100%. Yep. Big Grippler? Yeah. Or Liam Grippler. Well, that's another possibility. There you go. But that's, that's another, another five, five seven year yeah. protege, yeah. right? Quadruple. Yeah, you're like you're talking literally talking a span of five years how significantly this this whole top yeah. five can change yeah that's the thing there's, there's a there's a lot of young guys who are it's the who are kids on the way. of arm wrestling yeah it's these kids who've grown up in this world and are becoming adults who are completely trained throughout their puberty like before during and after that are going to be a, like complete forces do you watch game of thrones I have, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know about, like, how they always say uh, winter's coming, right? Yeah. Right? And you know about the big army that comes from the north? The army of the dead? Yeah, yeah. White Walkers. No, I'm not talking about the White Walkers. I'm talking about, like, before the White Walkers come, when all the, like, straggly people of the north. Oh, the wildlings? The wildlings. Yeah, yeah. When they come first. And you know how, like, uh, there's the, the giants? See the giants? Yeah. You know that's real, right? <laughs> you know that, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. And that's yeah. that's the thing. Based that, on a true story. Yeah, so real. Yeah. It is. I, all that stuff is based off of a true Dragons story. Dragons too. Dragons too. Dragons too. Yeah. Dragons too. It's all part of a true story. And uh, there are giants up north. I've seen them. I've seen them. Yeah, that part's true. There are giants up north. And I'm so convinced that that the that the top five in Canada that there might be a giant. They haven't even been found yet. Well, I've seen them. They're like eight feet tall. Like these humans are humongous, and they're they're, they're that's what they do. They do strong person shit. That's what they do. I don't even know if they do anything. If, I think they if just they do anything. That's what they got. They, they got do. a magic coach like Devin. I went to <laughs> Shibugamo. Uh, actually, it was John Casey's dad. Who brought yep. me up there? Like, uh, like Chisu uh, was like ten. Oh, I, I, I'm dating myself. It's not ten years. Like ago. maybe fifteen years ago. I don't know how long ago it was. Not okay. Anyways, long time ago. Long time ago, I went up north, and they have like these little villages in the middle of nowhere, and they have like everything. They got like Olympic facilities, like a village of like four hundred people, and they have everything you could want. Because their land was bought by government, and they were they were required to build all kinds of facilities for them to use. And it's these because huge of the hydroelectric dams, yeah. So they have these huge, amazing facilities for these this tiny amount of population that's that's barely accessed. We're up north, like none of it, not that far, like um, Shibugamo. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. It's but it's basically <laughs> come on, Mateo, like why don't you know Shibugamo? So if you if you're like in Ottawa, yeah. And you drive basically all day north okay. into like the middle of Quebec. Oh yeah, Shibugamu, yeah, right, <laughs> just in the middle of, in the middle of the bush. 
and uh and there's like shibugamo there's like ojibugamo and like all these little places and all the bugamos yeah, yeah. and and the, these cree guys come out of nowhere i was so i was walking up the stairs in this uh hockey arena and you know like sometimes when you're walking upstairs and you see somebody at the top of the stairs and they look tall and he's not a small human so this is like to look up at other people just keep that in mind. and i'm like and i'm thinking i'm like and i've got john milne with me okay and uh smaller human and john doesn't trust anybody over six feet tall okay <laughs> but so we went up there and i remember looking up the stairs and i'm like i think that guy's really tall and i walk up and he just got taller as i got up there and this dude was like eight and a bit like eight and a bit feet, feet tall. tall yeah and i'm like dude i'm like what like what the what the hell and he's like <laughs> just laughing at me right like just thinking he could squish me right and uh just it, everything he's just he's like a real giant and uh he's like my brother he's like my father is even bigger he's like brother. he's like i'm the smallest one in my family and I'm, <laughs> and I'm like i asked john i'm like dude is he free he's like yeah he's like they live out in the bush somewhere yeah. he's like <laughs> so what do, you, what do you call somebody from shibugamo Oh, that sorry. giant. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, I think, I think that they're you Cree. call them, sir. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think that they're Cree. They're Cree. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they have some genetics up there that are just fierce. Like they have some genetics that are designed to survive the Canadian winter. The very, <laughs> which very means you winter. got to be big and like killing walruses and like <laughs> polar bears and eating them to stay alive. And that's what Casey is. Casey's polar bear killer. Casey's mm. going to be probably Potential. this yeah. like Potential. when Casey's like 25 or 30, he's probably going to be a 400 pound, like barrel of muscle, you know, mm. like, He's probably almost already there. Maybe be five. Maybe be six hundred pounds. So imagine know? once they get pancakes, and McDonald's right? up there, right? Right. Give them some corn. Oh my god. Oh my god. Corn feed them. We're all screwed. Way to go, white man. <laughs> Bring them your crap. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so I got another question here from. Uh, can't pronounce these names though. I'm I'm Shatiki. 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 Anyways, it's uh, for Matt. When do you think you're going to beat Devin? <laughs> One I more year. <laughs> the date is sliding. You know how like people say, oh, we're going to do this in six months, and it's always six months away. Always six months. I don't know. I don't know. The next time we arm wrestle, I think I'm going to be. You're going to let him know. talk over you uh, like but, that? Yeah. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's Devin. Oh, my God. Last time was really close, man. Was, I think yeah. I think you could have beat me last time. I think under different circumstances we're not gonna get involved with Yeah. I think I think it was your day. Now but I totally think that th there was that one round when I was way the back. You know the round I'm talking about? Like you had so three? you that was round so three. like I I was like pretty low and you made the decision you were gonna press me. Yep. And I went like not like this. Oh, much. your wrist was I on went, the elbow. Yeah, pad. I went like this far off the your, back. 
It was your wrist on the elbow right. pad is what you yeah, were Yeah, I was with. like, <laughs> I, I did like a two foot elbow foul yeah. to like, to like stop myself from being pinned. And I just got, and it was a running foul. Yep. It was a running foul. So it was like, okay, great. Good and for me. And then we had to do it again. Right. Yeah. But that, you know, that probably could have been a win. Yeah. You know? And that would have taken it to, to, that would have taken it to 2-2, two, yeah. two, right? That would have taken it to 2-1 for me. 2-1 for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that would have been 2-1 for you. There's there so many different factors that played part in that one, but... Aren't there always? It's, it, Aren't he, there always? Yeah, he, and you know what? He played the best game that day, right? So... By the end, I, I had... That last round was Well, I was me. gassed. Yeah. Of course I was gassed. I, I, I'm not stupid. There's no way... I'll ever have the stamina that you have. I need to do it. I need to do it quick. Like if it don't happen within 10 seconds each round, it's not going to happen. You know, stamina is a funny thing. So the, uh, the no, idea of stamina, try well, the idea and the, the There's... history of having had stamina does not mean stamina will always be there no no your stamina, without but your stamina the training of it continuously no like Devin is an anomaly he is he's a straight out anomaly and you i'm sure you can contest for it i right? can say a lot of things so yep. yeah i'm sure you could so but it's he is an anomaly and the fact that i believe and my theory on it is is that he creates about 98% lactic acid than a regular human being. And that is why he's able to progress as much. So I am a let regular me speak human to, being. Let me, let me speak, right? if I may, to the fact that what you believe to be true may be it's part true. of your own demise. No, it's... Because it's the belief that someone else has the superpower. No, no, it's not. It's not a bow. It's not a, it's not a superpower. It's a gift. There's a difference. It's okay. Right? Okay. You want to know There's something that's that's kind of interesting because I think that there is something going on with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it does have to do with some energy system. And they they used to do tests on you to try they to did. figure out how you're well, able to do what you're able to do after you just finished doing what you did. Right. So well, there. Well, I mean, they didn't. It's not specifically they did tests on me. It's just I was part of a process that where they did a lot of tests mm -hmm. and. So I did, uh, so there's, there's a couple things that should indicate that I have a high VO2. There's a few things like I, I did, I did the Ironman and, and I won, I won the military Ironman, which is uh, a race that is like six hours in duration mm -hmm. where like probably the primary thing that you need is VO2. Like you need to be able to burn fat be successful in what well, and you didn't only just win it but you've like crushed the records on. No, 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 stopped training card and for a long 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 time you can rest on that like when you've taxed your cardiovascular system to the extent that he did training running oh, this race you're gonna have a lot of 
longevity to it, but it doesn't last forever. But here's yeah. here's here's the thing that that's interesting to me because so I assumed that I had a high VO2 because I knew that like if you took most of the people that did what I did, they would all measure a high VO2. Also, so I did uh, you know I did a special forces selection. And part of the special forces selection is a lot of running and, you know, cardio events and calisthenics and all sorts of things that have a super high, you would think, VO2 requirement. And, um, and I did, from a physical perspective, I know that I was always at the front. I was always like the first, first dude coming in right at the front of the pack on, on my selection. Like I was at that point, I was physically pretty well tuned. But once we all got accepted, like when they went through the, the, the soldiers who, you know, had the adequate scores to go to, on to the next phase, they took all of us and they did all sorts of tests uh, just because they're always trying to improve their selection criteria. Mm -hmm. So instead of having to do all this stuff, they could just go, okay, this guy's got this VO2, he's got this whatever, he's got this whatever, we don't need to run him through the seven day. Anyways, they're always trying to find ways to, just gather data. And I had the second lowest VO2 score that has ever made it to where I work. Mm -hmm. The second lowest ever, which was shocking to me because in terms of running and everything, I was always right at the front. Like, uh, you know, I, I wasn't right at, like, there was guys there that were way faster than and way, but but on my selection, I did I did very well. Um, there's dudes who there who were just you know completely off the charts, but um, I was shocked to find out that it's not VO2. My endurance does not come from a high VO2. I think it's lactic, something to do with the lactic system. And that's what I just finished saying, right? But I said it in like. Half an hour. Yeah, I got it. In a much more, let's talk about me longer kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> ah, anyways. But no, I, I think it's true. I think some people just have something that just allows them to go longer and harder, right? Because like I've worked, I, I know I've trained with a lot of like high level athletes and you see there's those guys that they don't even really do cardio. They smoke cigarettes all the time. And then, you know, you put gloves on them and you spar and those guys can just go forever, right? Mm -hmm. I do but, genuinely believe that there's an element of just perseverance. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, everybody's happen. different, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what you're willing, and everybody's what kind made of pain up different. You're willing to put your body through. What threshold you have? What you're and I will. I, one thing I can attest to that I know for a fact is that well, fact. But what I believe to be true is I believe that Devin's nerves run throughout his body differently than the majority of the human population so we just dissect them is what you're saying yeah exactly so i i think i don't like I, to that i mean there's a lot of things i could say about that but over the years you know, touching him whatever like his his pain the where he feels pain how he feels it i think is different than the majority of the population and i know that there's a small faction of the population that has nerves that run whether it's top of them wherever it is that it's normal he's kind of the opposite of that and I think that that might have something to do with his ability to withstand different pains, special. pressures. Oh, that's that's a given, <laughs> definitely. You're, you're special. special. 
But um, no, I, I genuinely believe that there is a different nerve function. Also, we, we, you know, and even how the blood flow reaches his brain, there's a different. Uh... You see how I'm just sitting here and I'm sweating? Yeah, it's the light. Like the light, I'm sweating too. Getting like, <laughs> let me turn it a little bit for you guys. Oh, right it's now. It's not cool. me talking about you. And I don't your know. Nervous no, system. I think it's got to do with I'm getting so big. Yeah, you're radiating. Like, can you it's take getting a hard to break? breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I am starting to get hungry. I am starting to think about it. it's almost time to eat again. But uh, yeah, we can we can do a few more of these. Which it's, oh, it's have... rare that we have, you know, this time in such a beautiful yeah. studio. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have I have too many questions. I I don't think we're gonna get through all of these there, but uh, we're long winded in our answers. No, well, like I have like forty <laughs> pluses, tons of them. Throw some out. Yeah. Uh, let's see, see if I can find some more of the interesting ones. Uh, okay, here's one that'll stir some shit. Uh, asked uh, this is from Frontline ADC. Asked Devin why PAL is trembling in front of the WAL athletes. Man, PAL. Okay, so f first off, let me say that I love all arm wrestling promotions, and the PAL has done such a fantastic job. But when you learn deeply about any subject, you start to reveal truths that are consistent across all things and what i have found to be true oh hold Is that, that you? thought what an amateur oh <laughs> wait a second okay, take this call. we gotta take this one i'll go on speaker the great marvin cohen what blesses how are you doing buddy Yes. ESP. Yeah. Yeah. So can you do something at 10 o'clock? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, it'll be you, Michael, myself, and Celine Elmadger. Celine Elmadger. Perfect. And, uh, Celine is the one who arranged the money for the Pacquiao fight uh, overseas. I love it. Hey, hey, Marvin. Yeah. Hey, Marvin. I have one thing that I got to tell you right now. Right now, I'm on a podcast, and, and I've got you on speaker. Hi, Marvin. It's Jody. And but every everybody loves you, so I'm like, I gotta put I gotta put Marvin on speaker. So <laughs> let me know if we need to beep. Let me know if we need to beep anything out, okay? And we can go back and do some beeping.
free agent country that has not had a prior event. Uh, you like Monaco. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yeah, I love you, Marvin. Just send me send me the Zoom link, and I'll talk to you at ten. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's the guy right there. When you talk about like influences, on when arm you talk wrestling. about influences in arm wrestling, that's the winner, Marvin Cohen. That's over the top, that's man. The guy who organized the oh, over the top. That's over the top. For which the movie was based on. And oh, so many okay. other big things behind that, the scenes, always. Marvin is not afraid to call the home run every time i've never seen a guy be able to convince people of anything like marvin cohen yeah i think he and i should team up for my next production i think we need to tell him about uh the next big thing next big (laughs) where were we what were we talking about yeah oh yeah right and i was like okay so the universal truths um Real strength is never in holding on. You can't hold on to anything in this life. You don't hold on anything. Things, if if you... Probably another call you need to take. <laughs> this one is more private. <laughs> All right, I got one for you, Matt. Okay. Right. So the uh, this is from Radisat from Matt. Do you still enjoy doing your day job? Um, I enjoy doing my day job because I'm good at it. Yeah, and I enjoy doing stuff I'm good at. You work on the oil rig, right? Uh, yeah, not on the rigs anymore. Like I'm out going out to drilling rigs. I don't specifically work on just the drilling rig, but I run downhole tools on the drilling side. Okay, so it'll be selective open hole packers. Cement retainers, stage tools, liner hangers, stuff like that. So, so what's like an average day look like? Uh, well, it all depends because there's so many different variants, right? So, average day on a regular install for a job would be getting a phone call, loading up my truck, heading out to location, going over anywhere from forty to eighty tools, uh, doing a space out, spacing everything out in the well where they want everything on what tool they want, what spots, uh, standing out on the rig floor, picking everything up and putting in the hole. And then once we get on depth, function all my tools, set everything, cement it, do whatever we're doing. If we're running a stage tool at that point, a liner hanger or something like that, and then come off header, header home. Days range from time-wise anywhere from 12 hours to sometimes 36-hour shifts. Like long days then? Yeah, they yeah. could be really long days. Right. So you so, work like regular, like, you know, Monday to Friday sort of deal? No, or just no I'm on call. Yeah. So like I get an 18, 18 and six schedule, 18 days I'm scheduled to work, six days I have off. And then depending on how busy we are, what we got for work coming up on okay. how much I actually work during them 18 days. And usually it'll be like, I'll be gone for two or three days, home for three, four days, gone for two, three days, home for a day or two, gone for two, three days. So, so is, is that like in the oil sands? No, no, that's not all sands. It's more on the drilling side. All sands are, they're pretty much just digging a big pit, right? It's like an open open pit mine as opposed to a mine shaft, right? Mm. All sands, they're digging the sand out. They're heating the oil and everything up out of it, processing, filtering everything out, and then carrying on oil on the drilling side. You're actually drilling a hole two, three, four thousand meters deep, however deep they're going. And then how big is the drill? 
Uh, it depends. Like, uh, you usually start off tapering the size of the wells, right? So you start off with your surface casing anywhere from eight and three quarters to a 12 and a quarter inch bit. And then drill that first hole, run your casing cementer off. Then you got an intermediate sometimes if they're putting in the ground, if not, and they're drilling a mono bore, then they'll go right to their 159 mil hole, get down to the 90 degrees and kick out for another thousand, 2000 meters. It's like he's trying to speak English to us. And... I'm trying to simplify it as best I as I can. Hey, this is me saying how dumb I am. This is, this is so, not And you, you wouldn't really understand unless of course you're not. actually... You're a specialist. This had is you, this is your, partaked this is in the do. industry, yeah. right? So it's, yeah, it's 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 tough physically, mentally demanding job, yeah. right? So. so you're saying that you drill down and there's like a 90 degree... Yeah, so like that wells work? that are getting drilled nowadays, not like the olden days where you just punch a hole straight down because you can only produce from that one area you drill a well. Mm -hmm. You're like the earth is in layers, crust that you've learned in school. And in them different crusts over time with the glaciers and everything have come, mm -hmm. say there is an old underwater seabed or a bunch of seaweed or a rainforest under where they got folded in them crusts. And once it decomposed and everything else and it's turned into oil, you got that one crust that's anywhere from a meter and a half to four, five, six, six meters thick where it has all your oil in it. Okay. So, and what everybody's doing with the technology that we've come up with in our company and the entrepreneurs of it is everybody's fracking wells nowadays. Mm -hmm. So if you're fracking a well and picture there's two types of formation, you got one that has good porosity that is like beach sand and you got other one that doesn't have good porosity. It's like concrete. This concrete is still saturated with oil, just like the beach sand is saturated with porosity oil. Mean? Porosity is, porosity. I'm going to get to that, right? Oh, okay. So, so good porosity would be, say, beach sand, where if you take a cup of water and I pour it onto the sand, it soaks into it so it can flow through the sand. Okay. Uh, concrete doesn't have good porosity, but it's got a shit ton of fucking oil into it. And the only way to get that oil out is you got to create porosity into your formation. So they'll literally, what they do nowadays is they fracture or they frack the formation. So they pump into the formation, the formation will open up and they'll frack into it. Formation opens up, they pump sand into it. Then when they stop pumping, the formation closes. You've got all that sand trapped in between them cracks. Now you got somewhere for the oil and the gas to flow through right interesting so they'll actually drill down to the target zone when they land into the target zone they'll be at 90 degrees mm -hmm. and then we'll go straight out a thousand two sometimes three four thousand meters right so how, how do they know how deep they have to go they have directional tools and everything yeah. else they've drilled so many other wells and everything in the area they're seismic that's told them you got geologists on location that can tell with the different crusts and everything else that they're coming into or what they're seeing for samples back, what formations are starting to come into, right? So there's, there's, I can go on for it about hours, right? But it's. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's interesting, yeah. right? Like, I, don't, I don't know anything about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, all, all I picture is just somebody digging a hole and the oil comes out, people start dancing in it. No, nah, it's nothing like that. Yeah, no, nothing like that at all. <laughs> so so do, do you guys ever see the oil spray out or do you guys have it capped? Uh, there's, yeah, well, you, that's why you have your well control, you drill your surface and everything first. So if yeah. you ever take on a kick or an influx of gas or whatever into that well bore, you're able to shut it in, divert the flow so you can separate your gas from your fluids and carry on, right? Okay. So, yep. That's, that's the most I've ever heard about oil drilling before. Yeah, right? there's, there's, I'm just trying to simplify the hell. I'm trying yeah. to think on how Thanks, to Matt. word it, we to simplify that. it, that's right? Simple folk over here. Oh, 
but so, so like an average so like an average drill you guys do you usually do it like a day or does it take a couple of days well like we there it depends on the depth depends on the formation depends on the area depends like there's so many different variants right depends yeah. on the kind of bit they use there's so many things right so it's so like i come on usually onto the well when the hole's already done being drilled and they're going to be stuffing all their production casing into the ground, right? Yeah. That's when I show up. So, like, I used to, for 10, 12 years, I was on the drilling side where I actually drilled the wells. Like, I was a driller, relief push, roughneck, did all that stuff, right? So. You've been doing that for how, how long now, I guess? Since 2000. Like 21 years. 21 years. Yeah, it's been a while. Powerful. Yeah. So you still enjoy it, though, I guess. I enjoy it because I'm good at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like this reiteration. I enjoy what I'm good at. I enjoy what I'm good at. Yeah. So do you see yourself retiring soon then, or are you just going to come? No. Fuck, I don't see myself retiring for at least 10 years. 10 years? 10, 15 years. I got a Freedom 55 plan, but oh, there you go. we'll see, right? <laughs> it used to be a Freedom 50. Now it's a Freedom 55. So <laughs> they just keep pushing it. Yeah. Keep pushing it. So... Because I didn't, I think they introduced something recently that they, I think they cap it. They cap some some uh, retirement plans capped at uh, sixty now or something. So it's like if you cash out at fifty five, you don't get everything. Yeah, you get, you get taxed on it until yeah, you hit. Depends on what kind of retirement or pension plan or whatever it is that you're into, right? Yeah. So like I've got I've got money put away into a pension plan that I was with when I was precision drilling and. If I touch any of it before I'm 55, I get taxed significantly on it, right? Yeah. So. Retirement's fun. Yep. Hey, hey Devin? Oh, my God. Something you want to yeah. say, Dev? Uh, lucky guy. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> no. no. Got it. Can't talk about it. Good times. Good yeah. times, yeah. Well, our plans have changed for Friday. Okay. Friday. Yeah, no worries. Well, if it's that phone call, it would be a good I didn't know plan. what our plans were for Friday or Friday yeah. yet. Anyway, I'm, so. just rolling. <laughs> I'm just going with the flow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm leaving everything yeah, in your hands. You just tell me where and when to show up. Yeah. Yeah, Marvin yeah. wants to do like some. Oh, I think my phone's ringing. Oh. <laughs> no, no. It's me, man. Nobody's yeah. calling me. Nobody's calling me. <laughs> you know, I tell you, I tell you. I just turned this thing on. Can't have more good news than that tonight. Wait a second. No. no. It's your mother. <laughs> yeah. Good news. So, so I got another one for you, Matt. Oh, yeah. The, uh, this is from Significant Walrus 33. That is a uh, great handle. Uh, <laughs> Man, I say. First, he says, uh, say hi to Matt for me. Hey, see? Significant Walrus 33. <laughs> <laughs> so you see? Seems like a cool dude outside of the match. Enjoying his channel, he says. Um, he's got a bunch of questions. I can't go through all of them, but, uh, you pick the most relevant one. Yeah. So he says, where, where do you see arm wrestling as a sport going in the future? Uh, I see it nothing but up. Honestly, I just, I feel just the amount of awareness and the amount of traction and the amount of views and everything else that it's gotten even over the last five years yeah. is, is something else. Like, like you, you yourself, I'm sure you probably never really got recognized much four or five years ago out walking not in, around. Not in Canada. Not, not in Canada. Canada. Maybe the odd place in the States or in Europe or something like that. But other than that, they, nobody really knew who the fuck you were. Now, 
doesn't it's a different story right like even even myself i'll be out in the field doing my job sometimes and like half the guys that i work with or i'm always constantly consistently on the same rigs lots of the times and a lot of them will know that i'm an arm wrestler and the word travels around and like how people oh how's it going hey blah blah, blah. do you know devin Lorette? and like people <laughs> no, that's gotta make you happy right? people know <laughs> oh i i i'm happy to tell them that i do right actually we're pretty good i was just talking to him last week you know <laughs> so yeah, and I'll, and I'll pull up some of the dick pics that you send yeah. or that you get, right? Uh, <laughs> I sent you some good ones over the years. I'm getting good with Photoshop, yeah. so my yeah. angles are... Just got to clean the lens. Oh, but I... Oh, actually, actually, you know, I think a lot of people have those pictures now. Yeah. A lot of pictures out there. So so I say, I, I think, especially with... I think we've taken a little bit of a dip... Yeah, because sure of have. this covid mm-hmm. and everything else but i also think at the same time we've also got a little bit of a hype in a lot of other ways because like we were talking about earlier today with wl when they were doing their thing pal none of us did any of our own production we let wl take care of all our own production everything else with covid and us actually still wanting to be able to be out there, be heard and be seen, doing our own YouTube channels and everything else, taking our own production. People are getting to see a completely different side of the arm wrestlers and what they're at, what they're like in real life as opposed to not just how we are on the table. Yeah, right? absolutely. So I, I think that I think the child I think we're honestly just at the beginning of the traction on what the sport is getting, especially like you got people like Jumafu, you got people like Larry wheels that have millions of followers watching their channels that are taking a liking to the sport. And that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Right. Yeah. So, and as, as more people find out about it and what's actually involved in the sport, I think you're going to create so many more people because there's 90% or more of the population out there still don't even realize what the fuck arm wrestling is. So, yeah, and and I think we're kind of an interesting time too, because a lot of the top level athletes are very accessible right now, right? So like, you guys aren't at the point where you get like a trillion comments. So you guys still have time to like look through them yourself, and you're not paying other people to do it. So you actually get to respond to like fans and well, because we can't afford to pay somebody else. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. (laughs) If you look at like there's certain sports like. Well, like, uh, like basketball, for example, right? Like those guys, they probably don't manage their own Twitter feeds. No. And if they do have YouTube channels, it's like a high production thing. And like the people, the athletes themselves in that case, or even like celebrities. They're right? not even touching it. They're just being yeah. told where and when to show up. Yeah, right? exactly. Whereas you guys are kind of in a space where you're actually using the tools kind of how they're intended to be I, used. I think right? you're getting more of an in-touch personal side yeah. of the actual professional arm wrestlers in the sport that we're in as opposed to if we were on a higher level than what we were at right now yeah so what kind of benefits me i guess right if you guys are making trillions of dollars you wouldn't come in my basement right yeah <laughs> so but what a way to grow the sport organically yeah. from like the from the basement up so that when you have your fans that go along with it like they're part of that process and they, yeah they're part of genuinely built and so they have this loyalty and this commitment to these competitors and these, so cool. these athletes and this sport and and the the pride that comes like with I, being part I of know myself like even like when i was really getting into arm wrestling and i was watching like arm tv when when he used to do it back in the day and 
just seeing the odd behind the scenes interviews and stuff like that, it actually, I almost felt like I personally knew some people myself more just because of watching the videos. It felt like I actually knew them. Like I remember the first time I had actually seen Marcio Barbosa at a tournament before. And I was in Vegas when uh, the whole Marvin Cohen thing event got canceled and UAL took over. And I walked into the bathroom and Marcio was probably about 30 pounds heavier, a little more out of shape than a guy I had seen him in a long time. Because I remember seeing him chiseled, look like a Greek fucking god and all his YouTube videos and everything else. And because I'd seen so many videos, I felt like I knew him. Yeah. And I was fairly outspoken. So you're in the bathroom and at first say, holy shit, have you ever gotten fat? And he kind of fucking <laughs> looked at me. He gave me a look like, who the fuck are you? And why? Like, what gives you the right to just say that to me? And it was... And it was, oh, shit, sorry, I thought we knew each other better than that, right? Because I had seen so many videos, and after, you know, after poll matches and interviews and stuff like that, like, it felt like I had known him, and, like, I was okay to say that to him, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, People are probably going to start saying that to me. Yeah, well, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure I've, you're going to I've been saying it to lot. you for the last three months. <laughs> I'm saying people who don't know. Oh, right. Yeah. From, but they uh, think they do. Well, and it's true, right? So Because yeah, just just with with i think how we're promoting it ourselves people are actually starting to get to see a little bit more on the personal side like you're not ever going to see this side of professional athletes in major league baseball or nba or anything like that you'll see little clips here and there but you're not actually going to see the amount of content and personal life on how they actually really are like you will with the sport of arm wrestling so if I may, something that's really interesting that kind of speaks to that from my perspective is that the fans of the sport of arm wrestling are extreme in one way or the other. There's really no, and that's, I mean, that's awesome, right? This Desperation is great. But there's, it's, and it, it, it always makes us question sort of like lives of actual celebrities, no offense, and, uh, you know, like what they live, what they live with and, and <laughs> actual celebrities, well, not, not pretend celebrities well, like you, Dad. Let's say <laughs> Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie walking down the street. When's the last time they could just do that, right? So, Who the fuck's Brad Pitt? Right? I, I'd anyway, never heard of him. So, <laughs> the 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 fans of arm wrestling are are like they are hardcore one way or another. They really either love or hate. Like, there's like no yeah. middle ground that I've seen when it comes to that. So there's just these these people are incredibly passionate one way or another. And it's not like, I don't know, you can, you can like stuff. There's, you know, regular people, we, we like things, we're interested in things, but for the most part, from my personal perspective, fans of arm wrestling, they're hardcore one way yeah. or another. They there's really either a love or a hate and there's nothing in between. And, and these, and it's a very passionate driving force of these humans that are in this sport and this industry and and how it how it grows it's really influenced i think heavily by the people who stand behind them or really 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 far against them well thank you for finishing answering my question for me Did jody I understand? <laughs> oh, I understand. i'm so used to having to speak over other people i, I, yeah, no, sorry. I feel like i've lost my power position and now i'm like can you even hear me can you even hear me on this thing when did you get back into the room devin one second i'm just gonna mute that mic yeah no but i think i think there's a lot of relations to how the fans are now in arm wrestling to how they were for mixed martial arts like 10 15 years ago because i and i I know now that i've uh, talked to a couple of my friends 
some of the troll army guys, they're old MMA guys that used to hang out on really? the old underground forum and stuff. Yeah. That's so I, I think some of the fans are the same, but it's the same kind of fandom that like early day UFC, like how crazy guys were. You're starting to see that now with arm wrestling. So like I'm, I'm totally new to arm wrestling, so I don't know how it was before, I mean, but I'm, it's really changed. I just yeah. feel like, like it's a driving force. I, really. I feel I think like it's... I'm, I'm very connected to the social media mm. side of, uh, side of the sport like i think that i'm probably as connected as any athlete when it comes to the social side and i feel like i feel like we ha we've had like a few big bursts mm -hmm. and it, even if you look at the last 10 years i feel like game of arms was a significant boost for us like when it comes to the gathering of fans to the sport of arm wrestling mm -hmm. game of arms was big the inception of the World Arm Wrestling League was big. And, and the crazy thing is, is what is just as big as the inception of the WAL League is the failing of the WAL League. Mm -hmm. It's like those two, it's like when the WAL took off, it was one thing. Then when it failed, it like opened up all these avenues for self-promotion. But the last year has been the craziest year of all. Like, when it comes to the fans of arm wrestling. Like, uh, I think COVID made people consume more media than they've ever consumed. And I think that when people just start clicking at night and eventually find themselves in arm wrestling that they're exposed to it and there's enough good stuff out there, people get hooked. Yeah. And, and it, even the last two months, like the troll army has been really created in the last two months. Huh. And now, like, when you look at, like, social media, like, it's gone, it's gone insane. Like, over the last two months, you can't read a comment thread on any arm wrestling video or any even picture that an arm wrestler posts and not have, like, a ton of people who are extremely educated give all sorts of humorous banter. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's gotten, it's, it's really, it's really wild now. And there's some legends have been born, right? Yeah. Get like, what is it? The Devin Saplankoff? Yeah. Devin Saplankoff uh -huh. is, is one of the originals. He's the OG. It was yeah. like three days of, Joan, listen, look at this one. Look at this one. This one's this is Devin Pancakes or whatever. Like, I don't, sorry. Don't, don't. But like, they, it just, it was, it was insane. It was this massive burst. Just, and that's how it's, it's like evolution, right? You have this. Yeah going steady thing and then there's a mutation and it pops and things just grow from there it's that there's enough content being produced now like when you go across all the different arm wrestlers and all the different channels there's enough content producers that the trolls have like a steady food supply like bowen himself eh. is enough to fuel the troll food army supply like like there's like i don't know how many bowen trolls there are there's a lot. There's that. Yeah. I think I've seen like twenty. Yeah, I, I think I think Ermes has got a lot. Bowen's got a lot. And then actually, Michael Todd's got a Michael lot Todd's too. Michael Todd's got yeah. a lot. Yeah. Michael Toddler is one of my favorites. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's some that I. Oh, I I like the what is it the Michael uh, under the table or you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the, uh... Tra Travis Pageant actually that's my favorite one I think. I don't know why Travis there's Padgett. a Travis bag of shit yet, but that's just me. Asking that question. There's some harsh ones. There's some. 
Yeah, another Travis fan, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say that. I just was curious as to why there wasn't. She just thinks he's a piece of shit. One okay? of those. <laughs> Travis and I have a long history. Of- good times. Good yeah. times. So I got one. Uh, well, I guess both of you guys answer this one, but this one's for Matt. Like, how how much? What's the most you ever benched? What's that? Bench press. Bench press. Never yeah. done bench press before. Never. No, I don't know. I've never. I'll tell you something about my bench, and it's not a lot of weight, and I don't do it very often, but what I do do is just enough so I don't look like a complete tit when I go to the beach and take my shirt off. That's about my significant for my bench press. Like two plates? Two plates for maybe 15 reps. Like... That's, that's, that's pretty good. Is yeah. that good? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. decent. That was yeah. probably like my best. Yeah, that's, my that's best. Decent. Yeah. So yeah. that was my best. <laughs> yeah, still, that's good. No, two, two plays yeah. for 15. That's legit. That's a legit bench. So. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess this is for both of you guys. What's the strongest guy you guys have ever pulled? Huh. Dennis. Dennis's <laughs> left hand was ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, um, the indicator, well, I mean, Dennis was so freaky. Like, I remember, like, I've said this a lot before, but I remember looking at his arm, looking at it, like, really? Like, and I'm like, it's a, it's a glute. And they're like, his elbow to, like, upper arm is what most athletes have in their hip joint. Yeah. Like so insanely thickly muscled, and um, and not like bodybuilder fluff, like like thick striations, tendons all over the place. Uh, and he let me at at some point in the match, he let me get what I wanted, and then just rump. Like, let me get in the spot. And the even larger demonstration of strength that he did was he demonstrated pity, which was so disgusting to me. When he let you win When he let me win around, I almost vomited all over myself. I was like, I'm so pitiful. I'm being, I'm being gifted around. I'm like, oh, my God, he feels so bad for me. I'm like, I feel so bad now. This is even worse. Yeah, he was so strong. Uh, I don't know. I've never pulled anybody like Saplinkov. Um, there's so many people are strong in so many different areas. Yeah, you were you you actually aren't that strong. You're just very so crafty. Strong. I would say the person that I pulled that shocked me the most for how strong they were on almost every angle on the table, I would say Ron Bath. Yeah. I would strong. say he's just a natural fucking old man strength, strong yeah. everywhere. He's strong he inside. Strong. He's strong outside. He's strong in a press. He's strong in a hook. Just no matter what angle you hit at him, he's, he's able to bang with you. And he's an older so guy now too. He he is old. Yeah, he's super impressive. He's like, what, like eighty two? Eighty two. But he's no Saplankov. 
No, no, no. Well, I've, I've never pulled yeah. anybody. I've never pulled Sapunkov. Yeah, that's, so. a, that's a different level. Yeah. Man. What about Levon? Yeah, he's, 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 I've never played with of, him. I think he's the same kind of thing. Like, Levon looks really free. Dennis, I don't know. The thing, like, Levon looks to be like that. But Levon is still, I think, there's just more data that needs to be fielded from him. Yeah. Like, he needs more matches. And look, I mean, he has. It's it's hard to say how good he is because he's just yeah. killing everybody. Mm-hmm. But too bad that uh, oh, Michael didn't right. Work That's back on the PAL, right? PAL trying to hold on to stuff. That's the problem. You can't hold on to anything in this life. You squeeze too tight, you just become inefficient, right? PAL's trying to hold on, hold on to their thing. If they had just accepted that match, it's just winning. It's winning everywhere. Winning for... What they don't realize is that the entire field will get lifted. Their athlete will get lifted. The sport will get lifted. And the thing is, is they're missing an opportunity. They just missed an opportunity. Huge. Yeah, Uh, massive, massive. You know? And unquestionably, that's the match. Unquestionably. I'll be happy to take it. You know? I feel feel selfish for taking it in in a certain way, but... Like, this is me off. Kind of, kind of along the same lines. I can't find the question now, but I saw it earlier. The um, so Devin's got the match with Michael Todd, right? And I guess Matt, have you pulled Michael before? Never, no. Just yeah. in practice. Yeah, just yeah. Pissed around in Phoenix one day, but yeah. So some somebody was asking how you think you'd fare against Michael. Uh. I obviously need to eat more pancakes right now, <laughs> but uh, I I actually think I'd have somewhat of a decent chance against them, just just stylistically. Yeah, that's that's what I feel. I think unquestionably you control the hand. So unquestionably, like I think that when when you guys step the table, Michael would have very little option on the go. I think that your hand is going to rip him across the table. Will it stick? You know, he's sticky. Yeah. He's super sticky. Mike is super sticky and it's it's interesting. I think if you can be aggressive enough to hit hard Realize your hand's getting taken almost without thought transition into a flop press. I think that that's a really scary thing for Mike. A guy with a hand as good as you who can switch into a flop press. That's that's scary. And I know that because I Kings move just a little bit. And I know that that's a really dangerous thing because you can take a dude's hand, but if they can follow it up with a press very quickly, it 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 can really screw you up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know your, if your can... your king's move is slightly different than Michael's. It is. I, I think stylistically, I think I would have a fairly decent chance, especially if I was on top of my game. Do I think I deserve a chance? I don't think I'm close to deserving a chance and i think there's a lot more a lot more fish out there i need to catch and slay before you know well just before like you're reputable you actually deserve 
You know what I mean? A shot. Like you're not going to take someone that's 15th in UFC and give him a shot at the world champion. Happens all right? the time. It happens, it happens sometimes, time. but it's it's not, you know what I mean? So I, I, I personally don't think I've earned that opportunity yet. I, I want to earn that opportunity and I want to get a shot at him just to see for myself how stylistically I think I'd be able to match up with him, which I think would be all right, but I don't deserve it yet. So, yeah, I don't, I think deserves a strong word, right? Because at the end of the day, you've been arm wrestling for a really long time. Yeah. A lot of top guys. And I think nowadays with combat sports, I think arm wrestling kind of falls in the same line of how the dynamics work. It's usually not always the person that's maybe number two that gets a shot, but it's the person that's good enough and people see an interesting match, right? Mm. And if people can see the match being interesting, then, you know, they'll set it up. And especially if one guy talks a lot of shit, that, yeah. that helps, right? Yeah, that always helps. Yeah, help, helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, squeaky wheel gets the grease every <laughs> time. You guys still got a little bit in you, or are you guys dying uh, out a bit? Let's go with two more questions. Two, two more. more. Two more. My ass is getting sore. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here, here's one. This one's for Matt too. This is uh, this is from Crimson Griffin from Reddit too. So this is probably not a new thought, but I want to know if Matt Mask thinks his top role could beat a chimp in a best set of five. The chimp has been trained not to elbow foul or attack him, and it knows that if it pins him, it gets many bananas. <laughs> what kind of fucking question is that? <laughs> yes. From, from my experience about fucking around with chimps, I would say that their twitch reflex is not very quick, and I would think I would flash the, tw the chimp before it had a chance and it realized it was even competing for bananas. That's my final answer. You just kill a chimp. I would fucking rip it. a chimp's arm off. <laughs> yeah. I'd make a trophy out of the chimp's arm. I don't know anything about chimps. Yeah. I, don't know I think they're slow. I don't know. Probably. I think I think they're not yeah. they're not quick that's like that's cheetah. That's yeah. No, they're out of the animal kingdom. They're definitely one of the slower. Really? They're definitely one of the slower ones. Yeah, they're pound like pound. they're like Neanderthals. Yeah, found from they're stronger because they're yeah their muscles are like uh, directly attached to the bone. Yeah, that's a big difference. They're, they're stronger, but yeah. they're not quicker. I think that I think the strength that would slow them down a bit. Yeah, could be. Let's set it up. Hey, if Ermie's backs you, down, you train a chimp, I'll fucking pull him. Hey, good idea. Yeah, I think it's a very good idea. Well, yeah, that, that's good for your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. gonna end good. Like nothing could go wrong. No, just don't get strapped up. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just keep the animal right back yeah, to this out of it. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right. Let's see if I can get another decent one here. Um, this one's for both of you guys. As far as like history, this is from Grunch or Gunch. Is that a, is that a word, Gunch? Gunch. Yeah. Um, which historical figure would you guys most like to arm wrestle? Like anybody in history. Um. Anybody in history. Could be like Napoleon. Uh, Jesus. Maybe Jesus. That I jumped out at me. Would like to arm wrestle Justin Trudeau. Ah. 
He's awesome. He he's. I awesome. would like to hit him so hard, I break his arm, and then I'd like to beat him with it. That's that's as that's as that's as far as the political statements that you're gonna see out of me. <laughs> man, oh man. And just like that, your all your subscribers are gone. <laughs> yeah. YouTube has demonetized <laughs> Matt Matt's channel. <laughs> yeah, you this I thought this part was going on your channel. Just like Rebel News, <laughs> yeah. you have thought, been yeah. demonetized. Yeah. No, I think the third part was supposed to go on mine. So oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that sucks to be you. Yeah, we'll put the third part on Devin. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> ah, well, that's been fun, guys. Hey, awesome, good times. Yeah. Okay, well. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we um, shut her down? May 28th. Yeah, everybody knows that I thought stuff. it was May 29th. No, it's 28th. The 28th. Yeah. Ah, there's going to be lots to come, guys. Lots to come. We've got big plans. Some big announcements yeah. coming up. And then Ermi's coming up. Do you guys have a date for that yet? Um, there might be a date. Might be a date. Yeah. Can we leak a date? Can we leak a date? Well, I'll probably announce it before that. June 6th in Istanbul. Are you going to do it? I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. Why the fuck not? I don't know. I feel I, like, uh. I really could care less. I'm not scared. I to feel, oh, I know you're not scared. I just would like, want it to be perfect. I know. Yeah. I know, like, physically, I'm not. In the best shape I've been Will you be? for a very long time, but Will I feel two months. I feel two months from now. I've got enough time. So you got what, enough, so or you got perfect? Because I, I got more than enough. Perfect. No, I got more than enough. So what if you guys start the match and then Ermi says like, "Oh, this is just a practice run." <laughs> <laughs> well, then he knows. Then I know he's gonna beat me, right? <laughs> that's if, terrible. If that's the case, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Oh, I gotta Damn eat. It. I gotta eat. Priorities. Hey, thanks yeah. so much, Matthias. That was fun. Yeah, no uh, problem. It's been awesome, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Good, good times. Thanks, guys. All right, well. You just split it in this thing. <laughs> until the next awesome. time. Until the next time. I'll shut her down. Okay. Come out here. Boom! Out of nowhere. Just like that. My plan is for the next five weeks or less than cardio. Become a cardio monster. Uh, 100% of my time is on getting ready for this fight. And that tortoise and the hare story, it's all fantasy, guys. It's all fantasy. The tortoise boxed for a year and a half. And guess what? Still a tortoise. The hare woke up, got the call. Flashed them, okay? Don't forget that. We're a different species. And everybody knows that arm wrestlers are way more combative than strongmen. What do you guys do? Pick stuff up? I'm gonna crush you, Thor.